welcome back to celebrate you hello my dears so welcome back to celebrate you the podcast on personal development for the career and entrepreneurial woman just like you and just like me so <laughs> here we talk about life and happiness and our dreams so i touch a little bit on health money dating relationships emotions mindset spirituality, business, and career. So I am Moni Millares, and I am your host for today, and always, I guess. <laughs> so you know me by now, so first things first, let's celebrate. Take a second and ask yourself, what are you celebrating today? What elements of you are you celebrating today? On my side, today I am celebrating two wins. One, I was featured in two articles in the past two weeks. So one, uh, I shared my story in Future Heads and it's basically my the story of my entrepreneurial journey in FinTech. Uh, and it was, it was, it's nice. So I'm really celebrating that. And then the second one, it's a piece on, it's a panel, panel article contribution on fintech and product and the mistakes to avoid when building a fintech app. And this was uh, with NetGuru, one of the, of the online magazines when it comes to tech and product and fintech. So I'm celebrating that. Wah! It's important to take the time and acknowledge all your wins and all the progress. So let's keep up with that habit. Okie dokie, so let's get into today's topic. Last week, I talked about the clock. Babies, 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 fertility, and our careers. Yes, and this thing called the clock. I went through basically the impact that it has in our lives and the piece of advice that two of my friends gave me. And basically, in summary, it was not only what they told me, but the emotion behind what they said that made me take action. And uh, both of them shared in different words, but both of them shared, hey, Monica, if I were you, I could freeze my eggs because it gives you options that you will not have in the future and you wish that you had. And when they said that, they're voice was kind of like cracking and I was like, oh shoot, maybe I could consider that. My two friends were in London. This was in a trip that I went back from Malaysia, uh, back home to Mexico and I stopped in London to see everyone. So it was on the way back that I had these. And then this episode, I'll share with you what happened next. And what happened next was I met my friends in the pub and I was flying back to Malaysia the next day or in two days. So what I did was um, I made a decision on the plane. So before getting on the plane, I was chatting with another friend in common and she sent me articles. She sent me a link to this fertility doctor and she is pro egg freezing. So I read her article, I read her stuff and from a scientific perspective, it made sense. It just made sense. So I got on the plane and it's like a 13 hour plane to come to back to Malaysia from London. So there's a lot of thinking time and writing time, you know, like it's just like plane time where you have like uninterrupted 
time for yourself. So I did a lot of thinking there. And then like right on the flight, like on the plane, I decided that I was going to go through the process of freezing my eggs. And it's very interesting what happened next because I got off the plane and it seemed like everything changed. I was like a new Monica. I, w I felt like so empowered. Just making the decision was life-changing. And that's where my journey started, the, the moment that I made the decision. It's not the moment that, I, that we collected the eggs, but the moment where I made the decision. Because what I noticed is immediately like the pressure to meet Mr. Right at the right time disappeared all together. There's no more pressure at all because I don't have that clock pressure anymore. It, it was like this shadow, this like heavy burden shadow, all of a sudden, kaboom, that I didn't even know that I had. All of a sudden, it was like, kaboom, it disappeared. So that was like the biggest shift. The second biggest shift was like, I was full of energy because now I had like this dream that I've always had, but I was contributing actually today in the present in a very practical way towards making it true. So that dream and taking steps towards that gave me like so much energy. And we know how things are. When we are full of energy emotionally and physically, then things go well, right? Like we're in a different vibe. So Having those two things properly swapped my energy into a very positive one. I also started doing my research uh, into all the fertility clinics that I had available, uh, the pricing, the financing, you know, like started saving, started looking at all those practical elements. And once I chose my doctor, same, I did a lot of research on which doctor I was going to have the treatment with. And it is, just like with any coach, it is not only the qualifications that that are important, like this guy, he was like an amazing doctor, but it is also the chemistry that you have with the doctor. I, I felt like this was a very intimate thing and it was important to me. So the doctor that I was going to select to go through the procedure, I had to have that, that click, that chemistry. It didn't, I didn't want it to feel weird. So that was one of my selection criteria, having the chemistry and liking the vibe of the practitioner, let's say. Uh, so the other thing that, well, of course, like went to the doctors, had the appointment, he explained the process. And then I went through a series of tests, um, hormones, hormone levels and reserves. Basically, the doctor said, yeah, you are just at the right time based on your age. You will start the declining process in the next year or two or so. So it's best to do it now. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do it now, now and that I'm healthy, young, you know, because it's not only the reserves that affects um, the number of eggs that they can retrieve, but it's also the quality that it's important so the older we get, the quality may decrease as well. So I was like, okay, right now we are at the right age, perfect timing. The right timing is just right now. So I went ahead and not only I had already made the decision in my mind, but this, one, this time I was like properly taking like baby steps every day. Um, you know, I was, I did my research, 
I selected the doctor. I understood the process. I took the tests, the hormones and the reserves. Then he put me on vitamins. I had uh, vitamin D, Q10, uh, and I think probably iron, I don't remember. And then I also had to go through an STD test, like the full, the full um, suite. And what happened next, it's basically for the next few weeks or even month and a half or two, I just focused on my health, um, physically ensuring that I, that I was putting my body in a, in a high performance state, if, if, if you know what I mean. Like I was like no sugar, no alcohol, eating super healthy, drinking water. So I was like, my body wants I want to feel my body like if it's like just in optimal goddess state. So I was like, yes, let's do that. So I focused a lot on looking after me and not only my body, but also my my mind and my emotions. So all of these process, I did not go through the process on my own. Um, it is a very emotionally demanding process. It is emotionally exciting. So you have like many highs. And it's also kind of very scary at the same time, uh, because like somehow in the back of your mind, you are like, oh, I'm doing something that's not natural <laughs> so, and it's expensive as well. Uh, so and it's a big decision. It's a big investment. It's a huge investment, monetary investment and psychological, emotionally investment. It's huge. So all of these, I remember like my family, kudos to them again. They were super, super supportive during the whole process, like talking to them about every single step of the of the process was extremely helpful. So one of the once all that was sorted, then getting into the practical things, uh, there's a series of scans that you have to go through. Right. And then a few weeks before I was ready to book the procedure, I had my scan and oh, we got I had a cyst back then. And then we were like, oh, we have to wait a bit. And that's kind of like a little bit of disappointment, you know, like you're like, oh, I was mentally and emotionally ready to do it now. And you're like, no, you have to wait. You're like, OK, OK. <laughs> it's like I'm waiting a little bit more, um, focusing again more on on the on the health and the and the looking after myself so that then that cyst can disappear. Oh, I, f I almost forgot during all this period, not only I, I was like going for massages and my meditation as well, but I also went to a fertility clinic. Uh, no, sorry, not a fertility clinic, an acupuncture fertility clinic. So I could go once or I, I remember probably I was going twice, twice a week. I was going to the acupuncture clinic so that then they could align my energy flow. Um, yeah, so. As part of that experience, what I found extremely interesting was you had the, the fertility clinic, as in the doctor's clinic, and then next to it was the acupuncture clinic, acupuncture fertility clinic. And what I found was like the acupuncture one was full, like so full every single day. I was like, oh my God, it's like Chinese really, really believe and and use acupuncture and i love it i love it too and i'm like pro acupuncture it's like all the meridians in the world in in the body and the energy flow everything helps and it has to be aligned and actually one of the things that i learned in my acupuncture journey during fertility was 
uh, our tongue uh, says a lot about our physical body. So every time that I went to my session, I would have to put my tongue out, uh, <laughs> you know, just say, ah, and then she would look at my tongue and then she explained, you know, like depending on the, let's say the color of the tongue or the layers that you can see in the tongue, sometimes it's a little bit of, uh, it, it, sometimes it looks very clean. Sometimes it looks like it has some whitish. So that whitish thing it's basically what what in the Ayurvedic tradition it's called ama and that it's all the toxins so if if your tongue is super clean then your body's super clean if your tongue has some uh layers then there's some toxins that we need to remove but anyway see it's like it's a whole journey on its own like i like just getting to know your body and feeling your body in a different way um so that's it. That was all preparation. But then it comes the day when you have to start. And what I found is I got started and then <laughs> I found it very interesting that they don't tell you the full picture. <laughs> they just tell you, you have to do some shots. So for the ones of you who don't know how this works, so egg freezing procedure, it's very similar to the IVF one, but it's just part one of IVF. So what you do is you have to go through a round of injections for about 10 days where they, they stimulate your body to create more eggs. So we have like an egg, uh, well, no, I don't know if, if it's one, but uh, we have like every month we have like an egg on each, and we have like, we produce eggs. But then what they do, it's like they overstimulate your body such that you can produce multiple eggs uh, and a good count. It can be anything from 10 to 20 eggs in one go. I think on average, it's about 10, um, at least for my age group. And then basically what happens, it's like they give you this box uh, with injections and like the medicine as such. And then you have to take that home. You have to put it in the freezer. And then every morning you have to, the injections, they are in the stomach. So what you have to do, it's like you have to pinch your stomach. You have to open the, open the medicine, then open the syringe, then put the medicine into the syringe. That on its own, it's like nerve wracking. And you're like, oh, what if I lose it? What if I drop it? Ah! especially for all of us that we are not doctors. Uh, so you have to put all that procedure. And then basically you have to pinch your tummy and then put the injection. And to me, that was one of the most challenging things to do. When they told me that I had to inject myself every day, like part of me was like, oh, I'll just go to the pharmacy. <laughs> like I will not do it. I'll go to the pharmacy or the doctors and ask them to inject me every day because that's what we used to do in Mexico. Like whenever I had to get an injection, my mom would take me to the pharmacy and then they would inject me there. So I was like, of course, that's what you'll do. But na na na, surprise, surprise, in Malaysia, that's not allowed by law. I cannot go to a pharmacy and get an injection. <laughs> so... I had to do it myself. And I think that's the case for everyone. Like you just have to learn how to do it. Um, and it's challenging. I think that's that's one of the most 
difficult parts of the process. It's the injections as such. And what I struggled with was uh, mental block. By day four or five, I was like, I don't want to do it's I was properly, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it reached the point, oh, I forgot to tell you this, like the first injection, like I did it in the doctor's office, like with a nurse and they tell you how to do it, right? They guide you and they're like, oh, you do this and then the other, then they give you the syringe and they are like, oh, now you do it. You put it on. <laughs> then, Like when I had the thing in my hand, like I couldn't, like, I just had like, I pinched my tummy and then I had like the syringe and then I, I like, I was trembling. I ended up crying. <laughs> I was like, I gotta do this. <laughs> and then I asked for help and the nurse helped me with the first one. Uh, but then day two onwards, I had to do it myself. Uh, and yeah, there was a point where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I was like, this is too difficult. It was just like the syringe thing, it was too difficult. So I asked again for help. I was like in the doctors, I was like, can I just make an appointment? Because also you had to make it to put the shots every single day at the same time. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, wow. So I think like I reached the point where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I did go to the doctors. The nurse helped me once or twice, but they, they didn't do it more than that. They were like, you have to do it. You have to learn. So uh, that's what I did. And then what they don't tell you, it's like, it's a shot every day. No, oh no, it's not one shot. It's two shots. One on the right side, then one on the left side. And then as the days like continue, you start like feeling bruised. And you're like, whoa, where should I pinch myself now? Wah! Uh, but then as, as you go through the 10 days towards basically what they are doing, it's like they're stimulating, stimulating, stimulating. And then there's an injection so that then you can hold and do not release the eggs. But then at towards the end, there's another injection so that then you can release so that then you're ready for the procedure. And all of these are very timely they are very timed like they have to do be done on specific dates they have to measure your hormone like it's a whole procedure uh but then towards the end it's not only two injections a day at some point it's three injections a day and then at some point it's four so it is properly nerve-wracking it is properly an experience to go through but definitely one that it's worth going through I was very lucky that emotions-wise, it did not affect me. I am aware that some women may have some mood swings during those 10 days. I was lucky that I, I just had like my usual mood swings, right? Like normal, but not anything beyond that. What I was scared that in the office, <laughs> I, like all of a sudden I would be like, Whoa! I like stop crying just because of a nonsense thing and it was just the hormones. But no, absolutely nothing like that happened. It was just normal days. What did happen is um, like I did think myself <laughs> like if I was a cow or a chicken and I was like, oh my God, for animals. That's what they do. Like they inject them so that then they can produce more, right? Either more milk or, or eggs or, and, and what's very interesting. It's of course, it's unnatural for the body. So during, towards the end of, of this process, I did feel bloated. I felt like, Bwah! I felt heavy. It felt like my body was doing this extra work. So there's a lot 
emotion wise, energy wise, physically wise that happens during this process. And then of course, then it comes the collection day. During collection day, like I had to show up very early. I could bring uh, someone with me. So I brought one of my friends and basically he gave me the blessings, you know, like we went to the doctors, he gave me the blessings. Uh, they put you on anesthetics, like full, full, full anesthetics. And it's a very short procedure, uh, probably an hour, less than an hour. So I was back. I remember like I woke up and then I said something silly when I woke up and the, and the nurse was like, go back to sleep. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fully awake. And she was like, no, 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 just go back to sleep. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, and that's it. It's like, they were all done. I took the day off that day because of the anesthetics. And the next day I was back at work. Done, 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 done. Eggs frozen and with properly frozen time. This was like years ago. And I'm like so happy and grateful that I've done that. Like my grandpa was still alive when I did this process. And I would tell him like, oh, grandpa, your grandsons and your granddaughters are frozen. Woo! <laughs> Uh, so it is a, it is a beautiful experience. Uh, it is a difficult experience. It's an expensive experience, but definitely, definitely, definitely it changed my life. Not only because like my friend said, it gave me options, but it got rid of all these pressure. This pressure was huge and I didn't even know I had it until I just didn't. So coming back to the why am i doing this why am i sharing this story this is like just to normalize the conversation about fertility and work and entrepreneurship like sometimes we're like oh 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 am i putting too much into work too much into my business maybe i should be focusing on um you know and starting a family and other times we're like oh oh but i haven't met the right person oh 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 and there is like so much pressure, so much um, emotional pressure, so much uh, psychological pressure. And what this does is it gives us opportunities, like my friend said, and it gives us peace of mind. And it's a little thing like this that changes everything. And then actually, in my case, it was like, and this is kind of personal, but I'm sure that not everyone is waiting. It's listening to the end of the podcast. So if you are, then uh, that's why I'm sharing this with you. What I noticed is like I was dating uh, and unconsciously what I was doing, I was assessing every person I met. I was like, oh, is he the right person? Is he? Because like in the back of my mind, I was kind of looking, you know, like for, like to to start a family so it was important to me who i was going to date waste time or not invest time or not with him uh, and what happened was once i did my egg freezing that pressure also disappeared so i was like oh it even gave me more freedom and flexibility to date whomever i wanted because i didn't have that pressure of finding the right person so um yeah this is a very personal topic i think so i hope it helps you in a way or another. I hope the right people are listening in. And it was a pleasure to share this with you today. It was a beautiful share. I am looking forward uh, to your comments. 
I, I did get a comment from a lady in one of the Facebook groups uh, on the previous chapter, on the previous chapter, in the previous episode, that it was part one of the fertility show. And she was devastated because she she got married then because of circumstances it ended up in a divorce and she didn't have any kids so now it was a little bit too late and she was like i had to redefine happiness for myself because now i cannot have kids and i just have to rebuild my life uh with that with that idea right uh so she was like you're totally right the first thing to do is to raise awareness and to, to normalize the conversation so that's what we're doing here today normalizing the conversation about fertility egg freezing procedures leverage leverage time leverage energy leverage technology and money such that you can get the opportunities that you want now and in the future it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today and sending you much, much love from my home and my heart here in Malaysia, all the way across the world, wave of love and energy from Malaysia, throughout Asia, all the way to Europe, London, covering the ocean, all the way to Latin America, America covering every single corner of the world. Okie dokie, sending you much love, Speak soon and keep keep celebrating and keep rocking. Okie dokie. Speak to you soon. Bye bye.